0: What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. For Raptors content, podcast news, or if you just want to talk hoops, hit me up on either platform: on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the On March 22nd, the Raptors are at home hosting the Indiana Pacers, an Indiana Pacers team who has sputtered in the back half of the season. They were without. Tyrese Halliburton tonight, but we were also without Precious Achua, Gary Trent Jr., and Scotty Barnes. So the Raptors on paper were still a better team. The way that OG has been playing as of late, Pascal seems to have rediscovered his form, and Freddie has been on an absolute tear in the later parts of the season. And of course, Jakob It seemed like enough for the Raptors to edge out the Indiana Pacers. But unfortunately for the Raptors, the Pacers had other plans tonight and the Raptors did not get off to the start that I expected them to. And I give a lot of credit to the Pacers tonight. Being without their star player, their superstar player, their all-star and Tyrese Halliburton, this team really rallied around each other and gave the Raptors a fight that they probably weren't expecting. And it definitely appeared that the Raptors did not take the Pacers serious, and we've seen the Raptors historically play down to their competition or not take opponents seriously. And I definitely felt like this was one of those games in the early parts of the game. And while the Raptors fought throughout the entire game, it just seemed like something was missing, other than Precious Scotty and Gary Trent Jr. But as I look at the negatives from this game, I would start off with the half court defense. And it's been a problem over the last few games. And if you heard the pod that I put out at just around halftime, I discussed this over the last three games, that the Raptors are just rolling out the red carpet for anyone driving into the paint. I've said that a developing trend, and we saw that tonight, Jakob Pertle being pulled out from underneath the basket guarding a perimeter threat in Miles Turner and the Raptors' inability to provide the secondary help once a player gets by Jakob or the rotation was a little bit late it led to a free opportunity at the rim for an Indiana Pacer. The driving kick opportunities that were created mainly off of Andrew Nemhard's paint penetration who absolutely torched Fred Van Vliet tonight and was a killer from the perimeter. The minute that the Raptors reacted to him, it led to open opportunities more times than not. And a lot of the Raptors were looking around at each other with their hands on their hips, hands in the air, shaking their head. The body language from this team tonight, I guess you can say, would be a, a another negative to go along with it. Doesn't look like a team that's playing with a sense of urgency, doesn't look like a team that is in the play-in and can easily fall out of the play-in if they're not able to defend home court. It was just not a good look and they were able to score 54 points in the paint edging out the Raptors by 2 where the Raptors scored 52 points. Secondly would have to be the free throw opportunities. The Raptors left 10 free throws on the board tonight. They shot 29 for 39, which isn't bad, but in a closely contested game, you can't help but look at the free throw discrepancy. Now, they were able to get more free throws, they were able to generate more opportunities than the Pacers, but the Pacers were far more efficient, 21 for 25 from the free throw line. It's been a problem of the Raptors all season long, and it continues to be a problem. The three point shooting, we will tie that in with the perimeter defense. The aggressive style of defense continues to be a problem the overreaction the over is absolutely killing the raptors especially as of late the raptors shot selection tonight especially from fred van vliet was poor og ananobi who has been playing great basketball as of late picked a terrible time to have a bad game he shot two for 13. arguably our two most efficient players tonight would have to be Pascal Siakam and Jakob Will Barton got the start tonight. He went 2 for 8. Boucher went 4 for 10. And you can go on and on. This was a game where the Pacers just made more buckets than the Raptors. And they had players that can do that for them. And unfortunately, with key guys out of the lineup, the Raptors were very limited. And unfortunately, Will Barton going 0 for 5 from 3 with Gary Trent out of the lineup, similar with Scotty Barnes, it's not a good look for the Raptors right now. And a lot of the problems that were failed to be addressed in the offseason continues to be problematic for the Raptors. And as for the last negative, it would definitely have to be the lack of transition opportunities. The Raptors were outscored 20 to 11 in fast break points, but they were able to get 21 points off of turnovers over the Indiana Pacers 8. The Rafters got a lot of stops tonight. They were able to generate 18 turnovers and 11 steals. And they were not able to capitalize as much as they should have. There were a lot of soft takes to the rim. There were a lot of telegraph layups that led to five blocks for the Pacers. They didn't go up strong when they should have. And their inability... To convert off of those turnovers more times than not led to opportunities and scoring opportunities for the Indiana Pacers so whenever the Raptors were able to develop some sort of momentum it would take a back in play and conversion by the Indiana Pacers that really dampened the Raptors possession there and you know to be a defensive minded team and To be one of those teams that are reliant on transition opportunities, they just were not able to capitalize tonight. And I give credit to the Indiana Pacers tonight. And I know I've been talking a lot about the Raptors, obviously, being a Raptors podcast, but the Indiana Pacers competed. They really out-hustled, out-muscled the Raptors tonight. And while in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, the Raptors were battling, the Pacers just battled a little more. And that's the kind of effort that's gonna send you over the top. That's the kind of effort that you need going into the postseason. And it's really tough to be talking about the Raptors this way, considering the games that they've played as of late. Do you look at the Bucks? They lost, but they were ultra competitive, dominant against the T-Wolves, dominant against the Thunder, they won against the Denver Nuggets team. So you see that this team has the ability to do so. And in a very winnable game that had play-in implications where you could have knocked the Pacers out completely, solidifying your spot as a play-in team, it still appears to be a sweat in the later parts of this season. And the Raptors are going to have to dig deep, they're going to have to rediscover themselves after a game like today, but this is a game that you would want to forget and put in a and focus on the next one but it's definitely one that got away from the raptors now as for the positives hard to follow that up with some positivity but i have to give it to pascal siakam tonight playing 40 minutes scoring 31 points 10 rebounds giving him a double double seven assists and a block on a very efficient 11 for 17 shooting 0 for 2 from 3 but 9 for 11 from the free throw line he played 40 minutes tonight and there was a part of the game where it was near the halfway mark of the third and i said to myself i actually tweeted it that this is a perfect time for Pascal to take over. And he did for the third quarter. He began to hunt down his shots. There was a possession where he had his back to the basket, and he was waiting for the double team to react to him as he was making his way towards the basket, and it led to a Freddie 3. And he was just commanding the offense. He took over the game when he needed to, and he really gave the raptors the best opportunity especially in the fourth when they needed a basket when they needed to cut into the deficit when they needed to hold the lead that quickly disappeared pascal was there to answer the call and you know a big shout out to Jakob portal as well he was great in the pick and roll the two-man game was working for him it was just unfortunate that he wasn't able to knock down his free throws but if i'm depending on Jakob portal to lift the raptors offensively every single night I need to reevaluate my options but it was great to see Pascal bounce back after having a bad game. It was just unfortunate that a really strong second half performance was not enough to lift the Raptors over the Pacers where they lost 118 to 114. The Indiana Pacers shot 43 for 77 from the field giving them a whopping 56%, 11 for 21 from 3 at 52% and 21 for 25 from the free throw line. At 84%, the Raptors shot 39 for 89 from the field at just around 44%. Seven for 34 from three at just under 21%, and 29 for 39 from the free throw line at 74%. No need to go through the other stats; did so in the early parts of this pod. So let's go right down to the individual performances tonight, where we had Pascal Siakam, Jakob pertle OG Ananobi, Will Barton, and Fred Van. I already gave. My salute to Siakam, had a monster game tonight. It was just unfortunate that it went in vain. OG Ananobi tonight, not a good game from him. Again, just terrible timing to have a bad game. 7.6 rebounds, 1 assist, 4 steals. On 2 for 13 shooting from the field, 1 for 7 from 3, and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. I definitely felt that this was a game where OG could have really asserted his dominance. But again, hats off to the Pacers. They forced og into a lot of difficult possessions they did not allow free reign to the basket as other teams have and he just looked a little hesitant i really doubt it was the miles turner effect i definitely felt that it had more to do with the athletes be it benedict mathurin Neesmith. smith Jalen Smith you name it OG was getting different looks from different defenders and I really felt that that threw off his game and his shot just looked forced he just looked very uncomfortable shooting the ball tonight we chalk it up as a bad game but it was just unfortunate timing Jakob Pertl tonight like I previously mentioned very efficient from the field Love that he was aggressive not too many layups tonight he was looking to dunk the ball more times than not and it's that kind of aggression that is going to Helped the Raptors go over the top. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 2 blocks on 10-12 shooting. Really can't complain about that. Fred Van Vliet had a great game. 28 points, 2 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals. But a very inefficient one. 7 for 22 from the field. 3 for 12 from 3. But 11 for 12 from the free throw line. His shot selection in the 4th was very poor. It was forced, but at the same time too... The Raptors had no recourse. They were falling behind. Despite some key shots from Malachi Flynn in the fourth, it just was not enough. And it was really the heavy lifting of Jacob Freddy, despite his inefficiency, and in Pascal that really kept the Raptors in the game. Hard to put the blame on Freddie's shoulders tonight when you look at the numbers. But as a leader, as our primary ball handler, the shot selection should be better. Will Barton. In 23 minutes, four points, three rebounds, zero assists, and a steal on two freight shooting from the field, 0 for 5 from 3, no attempt from the free throw line. I don't know what it is about this team and getting shooters or skilled players that are offensive minded. They just tend to lose their shot or lose their footing. They're just not the same player that we anticipate them to be. Now, can Nick Nurse do a better job in putting him in better opportunities? Absolutely. Is there a way that we can get him to be a finisher out in transition? I I agree with that sentiment. But what it ultimately comes down to is that he is a shooter. He's a scorer. He's a slasher. But he has the ability to shoot the basketball. I believe he's one of the leaders and three points made in Denver. Quite possibly three-point percentage. Not 100%. Don't quote me on it. And he has not lived up to it. It's been a struggle. I'm not willing to write him off just yet, but at some point, the Raptors are going to have to look at themselves and see if they're able to get a G League call up or to see what other free agents are available. I don't think they could sign anybody at this point in the season, but if they are able to, it might be something worth considering. As for our role players tonight, Chris Boucher, much better game offensively. 11 points, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 blocks on 4 for 10 shooting from the field, 1 for 3 from 3 and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. It was nice to see Boucher score 11 points tonight, but I want to see him more locked in. It it, it seems like, and he's not the only one, a lot of complaints about the call. uh, There was a possession where it looked like he got fouled and he was just jumping up and down. In disbelief that he didn't get the call. I was in disbelief that he was portraying a child in that moment To to be jumping up and down in the same spot fist clenched and yelling at the refs He needs to be better. This team overall needs to be better. But in those moments You're putting your team at a disadvantage and I truly believe that the Pacers did score because he was running back very slowly and you know, you expect better from one of your veterans on this team. Christian Coloco tonight, 4 rebounds, 1 assist and a block. At a key part in the 4th quarter, Pascal passed the ball to Coloco from the corner, and he took a 3 as the Raptors were trying to cut into the deficit and quite possibly tie the game in the later parts of the 4th. Didn't like that shot, would have preferred it to have been swung over to Malachi and you know, quite possibly get into a screen and roll situation where you could put Coloco in a lob threat. Don't remember how much time was on the clock, but in that moment without getting many offensive opportunities, that is not the shot you want to see from Christian Coloco. Malachi Flynn tonight, 18 minutes, very productive. I've said it before and I'll say it again, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And he was definitely ready tonight. Quick eight points, one rebound, one steal on two for five shooting from the field, two for four from three, two for three from the free throw line. If Malachi can do this every single night, he's deserving of the playing time and he's deserving of the opportunity. We don't need much. We don't need him to do the heavy lifting like Freddie. We just need consistent and competent guard play. And Malachi has been in the league long enough. He's a four year guy in college, I think. If you're not gonna go out and get a guard, if you're not gonna convert Jeff Dowden's contract into guaranteed money, play Malachi. You really have nothing to lose. And with his ability to knock down shots, and you're searching for those perimeter opportunities and those perimeter threats, just free Malachi and see what happens. And Jeff Dowden tonight, six minutes, two points on one-for-one shooting. I believe it was only a mid-range shot. Don't know why he didn't come back into the game I could only assume that it was the looks defensively that Nick Nurse wasn't satisfied with, but you have options. I definitely would have preferred to have seen an extended look of Jeff Dowden instead of Will Barton, and I would have given him a little bit more of a runway considering that he only has six games after tonight. You definitely wasted one if you're Nick Nurse, so hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Hopefully. The Raptors front office can guarantee his contract. I feel and has always felt that Jeff Dowden was a reliable piece that the Raptors couldn't depend on. Definitely one that got away, definitely one that the Raptors needed, but the Pacers aren't out of it. The Raptors are still on the hunt. They played the Indiana Pacers three times this season and the Pacers swept the season series unfortunately despite not having their all-star and Tyrese Halliburton, but again like I said. This is one that you put under rear view next game mode and they'll have an opportunity to get back into the win column to defend home court against the Detroit Pistons on Friday night, which is March 24th with a 730 tip off. I don't need to do a long preview for this. I don't need to reflect on the Pistons season injuries underachievement. pretty much summarizes the Pistons the season while they are competing. Are getting, they're getting great minutes from James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley III in great production, obviously, and Killian Hayes, obviously, and Jaden Ivey continues to be a consistent player for them, but they're not a real threat. However, Dwayne Casey always seems to bring his best basketball against the Raptors. So, as we look at our preview for the next game, it was as simple as it was against the Indiana Pacers, win 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 just go out there defend home court take care of the basketball get out in transition play to your strengths and you should win the basketball doesn't get much simpler than that every game is crucial nine games left you have to win these ones these winnable games against inferior opponents sorry pistons fans but unfortunately as a team goes through a rebuild it is what it is and the Raptors are a better team they have been a better team all season long they just let certain games slip away and they can't afford to let this one slip so go out there defend home court win this game despite my wrong prediction tonight of the indiana pacers losing to the Raptors, i am putting it back on the line i am doubling down that the raptors will beat the Detroit Pistons come Friday night. And that's it for me, folks. Your double dip of Live By The Three Raptors podcast is complete. Thank you to all listeners, new and old, for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. I promise that I was going to make up for the lack of reaction pods due to my time away, and you got two pods today. I really hope you appreciate it. I really hope you appreciate the time and effort that has gone into them. It is always a joy to talk Raptors basketball, not as compelling and fun when you're talking about losses but nonetheless it is great to talk about hoops in general and especially of our hometown team of the toronto raptors and if you have not done so already please subscribe rate and review the podcast it'll mean so much if you take time to do so and until the next episode which will be very soon everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace